Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, including music. Give me a beat! It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yeah! And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. All right, well, first and foremost, Coachella's 2021 dates have been canceled. Oh, it's uh, official. Not yes. postponed. Canceled. Yes, Queen. Not supposed to pwn. Canceled because of the pandemic. They canceled last year, too, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the festival was scheduled for April, which is only two months away. So even though it is outdoors, there are places where restaurants um, can't even have outdoor dining right now. Then the stagecoach country music festival which happens at the same location has been canceled as well we don't know if they're going to reschedule for this year or wait until 2022 but i mean i'd be really surprised if some of these some of these festivals here won't be canceled yeah which there's a lot coming up in june then there's august then we have the state fair I mean, let's talk about that for 30 seconds. Okay. What do you think? I don't think it's going to happen. If you had to put a paycheck on it, if you had to bet a paycheck. I would. You would bet that it will happen or will not? It will. Okay. I'm just basing it on history. That's all. Okay. With the polio thing back when it was last canceled, the next year they had a vaccine and it went on just fine. Actually, I I heard that during the polio vaccine, or excuse me, the polio pandemic, that they took a year off and then they did not come back the next year. But the reason was... A world war. That mm. that might be it. Yes, but it wasn't because of the. But it wasn't because of that. Yeah, that might be it. Actually, you're right. I apologize. But back then, Grant, you know, I feel like people were, you know, we were li- living a little differently. You know, it's a you're little. Right. Everyone's on horse horse and carriage. Maybe not. Maybe it was in the forties. <laughs> I forget thirties. Right. But I just wonder. I would love for it to happen, but I just don't know if it can happen. At its capacity, at its Mm-mm. current capacity, no. you can't oh, yeah. get to a point where you say 250,000 people come together. Maybe, I don't know. You know, they say outdoor stuff can be different, so I don't know, but that's, I'd be surprised. I think and they I don't would get... have to limit how yeah. many people per day. Yes. Like once they get to that, they'll have to turn people away or sell tickets in advance and say, we're sold out. Can Sorry. you imagine the rush that will be to get into those or like the scalping that will happen if there right. is a limitation on the state fair. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't imagine concerts happening at regular capacity, even at the state fair at the grandstand. Right. Yeah. That's the thing is like, when are you comfortable going shoulder to shoulder with people you don't know? Right. And the state fair, the iconic image of course is those aerial shots where it's just a sea of people, big concerts, 
at the X, at U.S. Bank, etc. It's just you're just jammed in there. And I don't know, it's starting to feel a little bit more like for things of that size, it might be more like a 2022 thing. I hope not. I want things to be safe and get back to normal as soon as possible, but it's tough to imagine. So I get why Coachella's doing it. I'm sort of surprised they didn't kick it down the road to September or October that they just said, nope, tap out again. We're done. Yeah, I am too. It's a lot. That's a lot to keep re-maneuvering. Yeah, behind for sure. the scenes, there's so much work that goes into it. So, actually, guys, the fair—it says here I'm reading—the fair was not held in 1945 due to the war. It was again canceled in '46 because of the outbreak of polio, but okay. it wasn't canceled in '47. So, okay, but again, different times, hundred percent. You mm-hmm. used to let your kids I'll, go play out in the street and not pay attention for four days, you know? Sure. <laughs> and I'll tell you what True. is really interesting <laughs> is we used to get up at the state fair, and before we would actually do the show. Our buddy Mike Marcotte was out there warming up the audience, and he would give out little factoids and things like that. And we would talk about when the fair had been canceled before, and it was funny because you looked back and thought, oh, boy, remember when the world was different and things got shut down because of pandemics? Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Right. And now, Here we are. in 100 years, whenever the cyborg, our, our robot version that we're working on, if Mike Marcotte is out there, Mm-hmm. Warming up the robot audience. He'll say, do you know Antoine's canceled in 2020? <laughs> Who's going to take over for Mike? A robot. No, actually, I think I think that they're working on uh, seeing if we can borrow Mikey during oh, that's nice. yeah, the oh, state that's fair, great. which would be great. Excellent. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, by the way, Steve, uh, bury the lead today. Huh? Today is the very first day of, say it with me, February. Right, which means tomorrow is Groundhog Day. You know it. Guess who's not coming into work? I'm getting turned. Watching uh, the Groundhog. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Puxatawney. No, that's the only day that he does work. PP. PP. Will PP see his shadow? Will he oh. attack? <laughs> will, will he finally attack that gobbler's cob knob? <laughs> Guy. <laughs> All right. My brother went to that um, that event one I year. I desire to go. He said I it was really <laughs> fun and cheesy, you know, but really fun. One of my favorite movies of all time, Bill oh. Murray and Groundhog Day. I just Classic. love it. I Classic. just love it. And I want to go to there someday. Okay, good luck. Well, Thanks. you didn't live far from there, right? right? I know. I know. I know. But you know what? I didn't go to the Empire State Building every other weekend. You know, yeah, right? you know. <laughs> I nice. never went to Philadelphia. Five uh, hours away, and it was just like, eh, wow. I don't know. It is five hours, though. It's not like two hours. Right. Yeah, it's not necessarily a day trip. Right. But people feel like when, when you tell them you haven't seen something in your state that you live in, people are like, wow, what a shut-in. I know. I like how you guys both from the East Coast compare five hours to a long distance, where if you're from like the Midwest where everything <laughs> is spread out, like five hours, like that's to my cabin. Like, you know, like <laughs> exactly. that's not bad. That's to Kansas City or Chicago. Like, that's not bad. But exactly. you guys are like, oh, that's too far. Nobody wants to sit in the car for five hours one way. Yeah, five you hours can start back. to clot. Yeah, clot. Yes. We got to fight the clot, Grant. Clot. We're not all as young as you are, Grant. Yes, yes you are. Yeah, yes, sorry, we are actually the same, same age, age, but yep, still. That is true. Um, okay, so big fan of James Taylor. Yeah, not when you say it like that, but I really love James Taylor. <laughs> love. Fell in love with him late in high school, 
early in college, I was listening to James Taylor ad nauseum. Okay, well, Zach Brown is also a fan of James Taylor, and he says one of the things that he said about him is that his skills as a guitarist are what really seal the deal for Mm. him. He said of his inspiration, he said, this is Zach Brown, what James Taylor plays on the acoustic guitar is very hard. There are moving bass lines, there's a rhythm and a melody all playing at the same time, and he showed me what you can do with a single guitar to accompany a song. And so he remade Sweet Baby James. Mm, Here's Zach Brown Band. Oh my gosh, they sound so good. Oh, amazing. It's great. That's really, really good. Oh, I love it. There's, and he's right. He's right. The guitar stuff that James Taylor does is intricate, to say the very yes. least. Uh, favorite James Taylor song, go. <sighs> Fire and Rain. Fire and Rain is really great. I quite love it. Um, Carolina on My Mind is oh, really great. Oh, so good, Steve. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's good, Steve. You're really good. <laughs> you are. Uh, I, I like that. You know, he's got a great song, James Taylor. Look at it. Look at it! It's called uh, September Grass. It was from one of his more recent albums that came out in 03, okay. I believe. 02 or 03. And it's just good. It's just like, it's just good. September Grass by James Taylor was never a hit of his but it's worth a listen to if you want to sort of think romantically and nostalgically. Come on, man. Love it. Isn't that great? Love it. Oh, gosh. Uh, Well, we'll let James Taylor take us to break here. When we come back, WandaVision, the show, watched another episode starting to take shape. Oh, good. And I finished Cobra Kai. No. Oh, gosh. And now I'm overcome with sadness. I have to wait for more. That and why people are still having a tough time with Tom Cruise on the set of his latest movie. All that when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, we have a sponsor for the Donna and Steve podcast. It's Chill Boys. I love my Chill Boys. These are the most comfortable pair of underwear boxer briefs that I have ever worn in my life. The bamboo material, super, super soft, really cool as well. Let me speak to the the waistband, though, for a moment. Uh, In most men's underwear, when you wear the waistband, it folds down as though it is submitting to your roll of fat, (laughs) or mine in this case, that is forcing it down. But guess what? My Chill Boys underwear do not do that at all. The waistband stays where it should, which makes me feel more comfortable longer. Also, no wedgies, no chafing, no odor. It's because that bamboo material has natural antibacterial properties. It's so cool. It's great for biking, hiking, golfing. I sent a couple of pairs to a friend of mine who refs hockey, and he sent me a text thanking me and telling me how comfortable they are, especially the uh, performance boxers. You sent underwear to a guy? Look at the time. Isn't he married? He's a married man we're talking about. Yes, it's my best friend's husband. All right, we'll get into that weird story a little bit later on. You can find out more at chillboys.com. Chill Boys, comfort where it counts. Hey, College of Pop Culture Knowledge coming up at 1030 on the Donna and Steve Show right here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. It'll be a, uh, we've already been hinted at the topic that it might have to do with the Kardashian empire in some way. Hmm. Yeah. All right, well, good luck to you, good sir. Good luck to both you guys. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. So uh, if you consider yourself a you know Kardashian e-online aficionado or something like that, 
call us at uh, the appropriate time. We'll let you know when. Coming up in a few. Right. Well, um, watched the latest episode of WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. This is that that show that I said has been a little bit confusing. They're playing the long game. It has some Truman Show vibes. Two characters from the Avengers who are traveling through decades in sitcoms. In a 1950s sitcom, in a 60s sitcom, in a 70s sitcom. It's kind of like, what What's, is going on? Right? In episode one and two, episode one in particular, it doesn't ever tip the cap, really. It doesn't ever give you context as to what is really going on. You're just trying to figure it out. And the show ends 30 minutes later, and it was all just a 1950s sitcom. And it cuts out at the last second to a wide shot suddenly in color of someone watching the show that you just watched on a small old-timey TV, and then it's done. Yep. And then you're like, it was unsatisfying for me, the first episode was. Then the second episode, a couple more breakthroughs into there's something else going on here. Episode three, the stakes get a little bit higher. You have your first breakthrough to the other side, so to speak. Episode four, this latest one, my favorite yet, oh, yeah. because it did a dive into the backstory of what in the hell is going on here? Who knows about this? Are they in real time? Are they not in real time? And it starts to piece together some of the little tiny things. Even that final scene mm-hmm. that you saw in the first episode yep. now is explained in episode four. They're, they fi- It was finally the episode, Donna, where they provide context. They don't mm-hmm. give everything away, but they provide context so you feel less confused and more interested, if you ask me. Grant, did you watch it as well? Yes, I watched it last night, and it tied a lot of loose ends up for those first few episodes, and it really got me excited as to where they're going to take it. Absolutely. Okay. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it, it's it, Like Steve said, very confused. Like, what are they doing here? But it's kind of cool. It's like what Marvel's doing now. Now that they kind of lock down all their primary characters with Avengers and all that stuff, they've got mm-hmm. all these side characters now that they can really really try to navigate with and create some interesting storylines and try to and and how they portray it and this one yes. and how they portray it is un it's unlike anything i've ever oh, seen oh cool it's cool yeah That's great. this is why yeah i've truly that that you can't say i have never seen anything like what they're doing true to the point of again and maybe this is my feeble brain to the point of deep confusion for a couple of episodes of like when will we break through i need more information to feel like i'm not so dumb right now you know like in the truman show you know early on what's going on you're fully aware of both sides in the truman show of jim carrey's character who doesn't know he's when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts in a show and then ed helms's character who's the director of the truman show and is pulling all the strings you have equal 
access to both of those storylines. Whereas with WandaVision, they really only give you access to one storyline. In this case, it would sort of be the Jim Carrey storyline for the first two episodes. And uh, so they make you, they make Jim you earn Carrey. It. Jim Carrey oh, is uh, the referencing other, yep. the Truman Show. Yep. Yeah. Got it. Um, so the, it's, I, I got to tell you, on the whole, just as like a dad of four kids who you're trying to gather around the TV as often as you can, and it's fun if you're not just on the Disney Channel all the mm-hmm. time, Disney Plus offers elevated content that is still family-friendly, and they're not dropping tons of bombs on you, and mm-hmm. it's generally action-adventure, and so I'm pumped for where they're going with all of these these different series. So that was one thing. The, a show that we don't watch with our kids, because they uh, curse like sailors, is Cobra Kai. Mm. And we just finished season three of Cobra Kai, and I mean, I'll be darned, I'm just so bummed that I'm going to have to wait probably a year until I see another season oh, really? of Cobra Kai. See, you I know, hate I'm, when they do that. Mm-hmm. I Well, my guess is their production got delayed, and if the third season just came out in January on Netflix, we're probably going to have to wait a year. But it was it was very enjoyable. And I'll tell you what, Donna, uh, I've mentioned this about Cobra Kai. You think you have it figured out, and then they make a left turn. And you're like, oh, okay. That I thought they were going to go tropey, and you could see this coming from a mile away. And then they make all these left turns and diversions and some really killer fight scenes that are just so over the top that they're just really enjoyable to watch and intense. Uh, The end of season three is where I thought we would end season one. So like after I watched the very first episode of Cobra Kai, I thought, I know where this is going to end up by the end of this season. Well, it didn't go there. Mm. And it didn't go there in the second season. But I feel like season three ends with where I thought season one would end. And I'll be darned if it didn't get you pumped for season four, man. Oh. That's awesome. It's so nice to see, like, I don't know if you know this, Grant, but Steve doesn't, he's not a, he doesn't finish shows. Oh, okay. All right. So Mm -hmm. the fact that we got Wanda going and Ted Lasso, you finished that too, right? Yeah. You're on a roll, bud. Bruh, I mean, I don't know what's happening. And I finished a book, which I'll tell you about, the Alex Trebek book. uh, I'll tell you about that at 1045. Some interesting, one thing in particular that really made me feel like I've got more Trebek in me than I knew. I'll tell you about that coming up at 1045. Quick question. Uh, Did you ever finish Alexander Hamilton? I never started it. You did. I saw it in person. Oh, that's right. Um, I never got to the second half. I know. You were so pumped for it. I know. It's always too long. The second half is always too long. Every play I've ever seen in my entire life, whether on Broadway, traveling, you know, a traveling show here in Minneapolis, always too long. Let's shorten that up. (laughs) If Donna and I ever run for office... It is only to shorten movies. It's to get a federal <laughs> mandate, movies and plays and musicals. And books. Two-hour threshold and a 300-page threshold. Correct. 300's pushing it, but <laughs> all right. I like it. Let's play a game. Okay. It is game time. Uh, the College of Pop Culture Knowledge is coming up next. You can give us a call right now. 651-641-1071. Uh, it's a Kardashian-E-themed quiz today. Give us a call. Uh, bet on me, bet on Donna. You bet right. You win a fabulous prize. Game time. 
is coming up next. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Are you ready? Uh, Let's get ready to rumble. Time to go to college. College. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, I am Grant. I want to see how smart you are. All right, guys, today we are set to play the 21st edition of the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. And with a score of 11 to 9, Stevie Boy is still in the lead, but Donna is creeping back. You want to get on Friday, right, Donna? Right? Yes. With the uh, metal hair bands, 80s metal hair bands was the topic. And we have Kyle on the phone today with us from Minneapolis. How are you doing today, Kyle? Doing well. How are you all? Great, Kyle. Keeping it dirty. You sound nice. Do you have anything for us, Kyle, that you want to share that's kind of exciting news or anything fun? Well, I just actually was thinking about this. Um, when you said Kardashian aficionado, I am currently going through back catalogs of Kardashian episodes oh, and um, was watching their early uh, quarantine content. And wow, have things really changed since the oh. early phases of the pandemic lockdown? Really? It's wild to watch them sanitize every surface. Okay. Um, I would just like and to openly... Groceries. I Shut would up, just Steve. like to um, openly say that, Kyle, I would love to team up with you. I, was I think we'd make a great team. Corey, start the bidding at. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Kyle, okay. So today, now, I think maybe since you're such a, you know, you're aficionado of this, you may know these, but um, I don't know. I thought these guys might not. But today, our topic is just name that Kardashian-Jenner family member, oh, okay? Love so, it. I need love you, it. my buddy. Give you something fun, Steve. Mm-hmm. Now, I said earlier, or Kyle, excuse me, uh, Stevie Boy is in the lead 11 to 9. Don has been creeping back, though, mm-hmm. doing a great mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. Who would you like to play with here? Pretty much who are you going to save is the real question, Kyle. <laughs> I got to go Donna. Got to go Donna. Kyle! But now I awesome. hope I haven't built it up too much. We'll see. Hopefully do... I, uh, I live up to the, to oh, the no, name here. You'll be great. You'll be right, great. I'm going to go start a bath. <laughs> okay, Steve. <laughs> Quit being weird. Um, okay, so Kyle, you understand that you can't say anything until I get through all three questions, right? Correct. Okay, yep. stand by, Kyle. All right, Kyle, here we go. And Donna, we'll play the music for you here. And yep. in, two, in 2007, this family member began dating Lauren Conrad, a primary cast member of The Hills, and they became they came to prominence after being cast in the series during the second season. What? Uh, Rob. At age 14, this family member collaborated with the clothing brand PacSun to create a clothing line. Um, okay, so Kylie's a lipstick one. Uh, her sister is the uh, model one. Kylie and Pass. And this family member married an NBA basketball star, Lamar Odom, just one month after they first met. That's Chloe. Okay. Um, Kylie and Kylie Jenner, she's got the lip kit, and I can't remember. Okay. Kyle on that one. Kyle, buddy, we need your help here. First two of them. All right. Three of them. Oh, wow. Sorry, what was that? Do you know any of the first two or three of them I said? I kind of corrected myself. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I love so that you just I'm tell us which sure, we got wrong. I'm pretty sure the first one is Brody Jenner. Oh, good one. Yes. I think. I'm not. Yes, you're right. I have to say the, the, the Jenner side can sometimes get a little wild. Um, and then I'm pretty sure it was, I think Kylie and Kendall did a collab with Paxton. So I guess I would maybe just go Kendall. Since she's the model. Yeah, she's the model. 
remembering correctly, I think it was a shared collab. But then thinking about 20, 2007 seems outrageous because they were truly children. The, 2007 was so, the first question, just so you know. Don't ignore that date. The second one, just think of age 14. The, the second one you're on oh, right age now, 14. at age 14. Okay. So that's, your, that's the second question primarily. At age 14, that's how you can determine between the two. Okay, got it. And the, sorry, what was the year? Did you say? There was no year. Okay, just at age 14. Mm-hmm. There must be, it must be Kylie. Because Kendall, oh God, that's tough. That's tough. Um, go, I think let's go, <laughs> let's go Kylie. Final answer, Kylie. Okay. Right, I'll get Steve let's back get in Steve the room. Steve back in the room here, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you did great. Please stand by. Here comes Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey. Steve, Steve, Steve. I'm starting to wonder if you guys Don't worry about forgot it. about me. Don't worry about it. We were hey, welcome to back. It's the Donna and Kyle show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like that. All right, Steve. Here we go, bud. And you know, uh, if you can just wait, Kyle, tell whether come back to you at the end here, okay, bud? Great. All right. In 2007, this family member began dating Lauren Conrad, a primary cast member of The oh, Hills, dang. and they became prominent. <laughs> and he he came to prominence after being cast in the series during its second season. Oh, I'm gonna go Rob Kardashian. <laughs> at age 14, this family member collaborated a clothing line with Pac Sun, who is this person? Kylie Jenner. This family member married the NBA basketball star Lamar Odom just one Chloe month. Kardashian. Read the second one again. The second one? At age yes. 14, this family member collided. Right, read the first one again. In 2007, this family member began dating Lauren Conrad, a primary cast member of The Hills, and they came to prominence after being cast during in the series during the second season. I mean, Scott Disick is the only other name that I know from this group, mm-hmm. and I don't know. That's okay. You suck. Donna. <laughs> Donna, you and Kyle did win. It was Brody Kyle. Jenner Woo! there, Steve. Brody. And uh, good job coming back with that. It was Kylie. Was the They did team up with her sister, with her sister on that Sun clothing line. So good job on getting the correct Jenner there. Thank you. And lastly, Khloe Kardashian. But Donna and Kyle came Kyle. out on top. Woo-hoo. Bringing our score to 10 to 11. We do have one... Tiebreaker. Let's do this for fun. It's not audio. It's now a question. Okay. And uh, if you know it, say it, Kyle. Steve, if you're ready. Donna? Okay. All right. Ready. This family member competed and took second place in the 13th season of ABC's Dancing with the Stars. Chloe. I hardly listen. Oh, Lamar to Odom. Oh, good one. Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom. Final answer. No. No, Chloe. No. Uh, the other one. The third Kardashian sister. No, Final. No, no. Bruce Jenner, Rob Disick, oh, Scott, Caitlyn Rob Jenner. Kardashian, Rob Scott Card- Disick, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, I don't think it was a central canonical character. It must have been a, a Jenner type <laughs> character. character. Oh my god, I love Kyle oh. so much. <laughs> Uh, did you friends. say canonical as in like the I ones did. that I would be in involved in, there. in the canon of like the purest <laughs> of the story? That's fantastic. I, I, I tap out to Kyle. He wins. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. We got it. Just his knowledge. His breakdown was epic. It was. Wow. It was. And so Rob good. Kardashian was on Dancing with the Stars. The what? Sun, the sun. I mean, one. I guess we can argue whether he is canon or not. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other. Yeah. He's like the Jar Jar Binks of the Kardashians. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Kyle, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Congratulations, Kyle. Have the best day. Hey, stay home for you. So much nicer than Donna. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, Steve. 
Stay Donna. out of it. Donna. Stay out of our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle. Hey, bye, Kyle. You, if you don't mind staying on hold, we'll get you that My Talk t-shirt, okay? Great. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. She has squirrels, Kyle. She's a good first impression, but it's downhill, brother. <laughs> I hit, anyway. I hit my button. It's just not making any noise. Oh, What's here we button? go. The show First of all, um, all this month, as in February, uh, on Mondays, you could get free coffee at Dunkin' if there's any Dunkin' still mm-hmm. around with a any purchase. Free medium coffee. That's a good tip, right? 10 o'clock in the morning? Hey. That Yeah, it's a great tip, yeah. Thanks, Steve. I have another... Okay. So apparently wild turkeys are just going crazy right now. They're all over the place, especially on the East Coast. So I thought we've never had a tip on how to keep a wild turkey at bay. Mm. As in, don't let it intimidate you. That's tough. That's easier said than done. Yeah, they're large and they've got big feet. (laughs) it's true and their claws okay so here's the deal this is coming from the massachusetts government they've got a they've got a site that tells you how to keep them at bay okay aggressive turkeys so they become accustomed to humans and human associated foods okay like bird seed so they're likely to lose their fear of people and can even cause damage or attempt to dominate humans. Mm. Once that bold behavior is established, it can be really difficult to change that behavior. So don't hesitate to scare or threaten a bold, aggressive turkey with loud noises, okay. swatting with a broom, water right. spraying them with a hose, a dog on a leash is also an effective, uh, effective deterrent, by the a way. A dog off a leash, even more effective. Yes, because your dog will probably just chase them. Yeah. And, well, I, I don't think they'd retaliate. But turkeys that repeatedly challenge or attack people may ultimately have to be destroyed. So to avoid those consequences, the government of Massachusetts is saying, remember to remove all food sources Help keep these guys wild. It's rarely an option to trap them or to relocate them. Another thing you can do is cover your windows and shiny objects. They tend to respond aggressively to shiny objects and their own reflection. Relocating my coin collection in the windowsill? <laughs> Since the uh, their stimulus is to drive away an intruder, that's a very strong stimulus, their reflection actually is a confrontation for them okay so you don't want them damaging your your windows so you can cover or disguise the object yes i like that it said earlier that the turkeys might have to be destroyed that whoever wrote the article felt that it would have been too harsh to use the word killed destroyed feels like a little more cartoony action movie yeah eaten that's my yeah listen kill or be killed donna I know, it's the Hunger Games out there. It is kind of interesting to just be filling up your tank with gas and just seeing a turkey just walk past you. There's actually, that's so funny you say that because when you brought this story up right over by Hopkins Crossroads in Hopkins, right by the Holiday Gas Station where I think it's Cedar Lake and Hopkins meet, 
there is a holiday right there, and there are about four wild turkeys that hang out there, and they've been there for probably four years now. Every time you go there, yeah. if anybody's listening, I know you see. I know you've seen those. Turkeys. I've seen them on um, in Bloomington. I don't know if it was like Old Shakopee Road, but it's like okay, this guy is just kind. Of- I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Kind of like doop de doop 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 you know, just crossing the road, just hanging out. They're yeah, kind they of fun care. to watch. Yeah, as long as you don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> it's True. like I like seeing geese at the beginning in spring. I'm always like, oh, look, guys, little goslings. Flying cows. And then they just hold up traffic, yep. like yeah. from May on. Flying cows. That's what I call them, flying cows. They geese. are large. They just eat. No, not large as much as they just eat and go oh. to the bathroom. Slowly They ruin walk. golf courses. They, oh, yeah. yeah. Parks. Yep, yeah, sidewalks. We're not, we're not a big fan of geese. Even though they're beautiful animals, just wish they wouldn't. I don't think they're beautiful. <laughs> they're no turkey. <laughs> Turkeys yeah, they look better pretty. than turkey. What? No, turkeys are pretty. If you're not looking at its face. Right? What are you that, talking a about? A turkey that looks thing? good at a club, and then whenever they turn the lights on, it's time for you to go home. It's like, oh my gosh, you're so much older <laughs> than I thought you were. Oh my god, and the, the skin under your oh, oh boy. I gotta I gotta terrible. I gotta go. Oh, I gotta man. get out of here. It's rude. Turkey when we come back. I finished the uh, the Alex Trebek book at last. Wow, you're a I went finisher on, this weekend. I went on a, a weird tear. Time got away from me on Friday night. Uh, but anyway, I realized I have something in common with Alex Trebek that actually made me feel hmm. a little less hard on myself. I'll explain what it is. When we come back, it is the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. And we're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Steve has been on a tear, just finishing shows and books and yeah. all sorts of stuff. Well, I'm 37, weighing in around 200 pounds, and so time is of the essence. Do you know the Alex Trebek book that I started a few months ago yes. called The Answer Is? Yes, I do. And he wrote this during the pandemic. Um and he wrote it pretty quick. And you, you can tell in that it's not, it doesn't seem like he's been toiling over this memoir of sorts for years. They're short chapters. They're bite-sized. And, and he sets the table at the beginning and says, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to, these are just things that stood out. This is not a comprehensive view of my life, but this is, you know, things that I want to share with you. And as I remember them. Anyway, so I enjoyed reading it. Friday night, I got into a little tear where the kids were down in the basement playing. My littlest guy, Dev, was watching his show, Yo Gabba Gabba, which Aww. is so great. When you can find a breakthrough show, parents, you know what I'm talking about. When you find the show that can be a babysitter for you, it's just so great. And so <laughs> Yo Gabba, when he hears the music coming on, he gets so pumped for it. It's really wonderful. So he's entertained. Kids are downstairs. And I thought, you know, let me just crack this book open. I almost thought you were going to say beer. I already, no, I had whiskey. Okay. And so I already had whiskey. (laughs) And uh, I was like, let me crack (laughs) this book open. And 
then I went through like 120 pages in one sitting that night, not even realizing I'd done that for it. Now that's makes it sound more productive than it was. You know, one p- chapter finishes half a page down, and then it jumps to the next chapter, which has half of a page, which is just the title, chapter 21, and the answer is blank. So it's not really a, a true 121 pages like that of War and Peace or something like that, but still, just motoring through, really enjoying it. A couple of things I found out about Alex Trebek. What I have in common with him, which really made me legitimately feel a little better about myself and made me give myself a little more grace. He is a house project guy, loves house projects, does them all the time, to the point where some people say, is it true that you own a hardware store? He said it is not. However, there was a hardware store near him in Southern California that he found out was going out of business. And so essentially he went to the hardware store and said, how much would it cost for all of this? I'll buy it, all of it. So he has a three-car garage, no cars in his garage, and all of these tools. Oh, my gosh. So he bought the store, all of their merchandise? Yes. So he has tools upon tools upon tools. He says he has tools that he'll never use, tools that he doesn't even know exactly what they do. But he also has a lot of tools that they're just right there. He never has to ask, never has to borrow. It's always there. No one's parking in their three-car garage. Uh, That was the case for Alex Trebek. And he he saved the business. No, no, no. He didn't save the business. Oh, he didn't. Oh, they he were going just, out of business. Oh, he's just, it was like 75% yeah. off everything. Yeah, was, he just oh, said, I'll just take it all. Oh, that would have been a better story. Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Real life sometimes doesn't live up to it. Right, okay. But anyway, out, though, buying it all out. I mean, you had absolutely. to get rid of it. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they had no leftover inventory. He just did all that. Um, but he was talking about how he screws up on projects. And he went on this, this story, uh, Alex Trebek, about this umbrella that hangs over a swing mm-hmm. a swing that he likes to just sit out on and he had it was just so cute that he was documenting the fact that currently as he was writing it i've already failed three times on this umbrella and one time i thought that i'd figured it out and then i didn't and i'd screwed it up again and anyway it's now the third time and i think i finally have it all figured out does it look perfect not at all, but I know that I did it, and it's good enough, and it's going to get the job done, and mm. I'm going to enjoy sitting underneath it. And I thought, you know, call me stupid, but stupid. you think of these celebrities, and you think, if I was Alex Trebek, I'd just pay it out. Get me a new umbrella, whatever, but he said he likes tinkering with it. Obviously, he could afford whatever he wants, and he could certainly afford to just get it fixed if he wanted to or buy a whole new thing, but I like the idea that he has an umbrella that was over his swing, that was not perfect, that was a little bit of a hatch job, and was okay with it. Like, stars, they're just like us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just made me feel good, because you see Alex Trebek, and he's poised, and he's calm, and he's just, he is the man that we fell in love with over 35 years on Jeopardy, and you would not imagine him getting irritated and frustrated when he's working on a project, and the project doesn't actually work. You just see him as this glossy, well put together television host. Sure. So you get I appreciate little insights like that where in a memoir when they're trying to brush up their life a little bit too much into this romantic look back, mm-hmm. it can be a good read, but you don't feel maybe as close to the person. When you read this book by Trebek, you really feel like you're just having lunch with him and he's just telling you about stuff like the stupid umbrella that he can't fix over his swing. I that's really sweet. I I like to assume that everybody came from humble beginnings and they just, just because they have a talent and come into money, they're still struggling with the same things that everybody's struggling with, except for the fact that it's easier for them to hire help. 
Started from the bottom, now we're here. I think it's Drake. You're right, Donna. Thanks, That's Steve. what I like, too. Whenever they just... There were a couple different points. Like, he redid his wife's bathroom and did all the work. And there was a picture of him where he's waist deep in the floorboards. And you just thought, you could just hire this out. But yes, he, he's there doing Jeopardy. And he's thinking, all right, I'm going to get home and I get to start working on that project again. And I liked hearing him talk because I get... The reason why I feel good about that is I suck at house projects. And so he is much, much more handy than I. But just hearing somebody else toiling with that same sort of bull crap, but you're sort of really interested in doing it and you want to pull it off. I just thought it was endearing. He also opened up about his schedule. Two days a week is what he would shoot. So Pat Sajak and Vanna White, they, they'll do a week or two and then take a month or two off. Mm-hmm. He still had a normal weekly schedule, but it was just two days each week that he would work. And they would do five shows. And after the third show, they would take a break for lunch, and then they would come back and do two more shows, only 15 to 20 minutes in between each show. They keep the same audience for the first three shows, then get a new audience for the final two after lunch. And he just goes and has five suits on and just goes right back to his dressing room, suits up, goes out. By the time he's dressed and ready to go, Johnny Gilbert is about to announce him all over again. And it's just a machine, 42 days a year. Alex Trebek works. Wow, so he was essentially retired already. You could argue that. Right? But they were long days, 11-hour days that he would do back-to-back. Okay, good. I'm glad so, you anyway, finished it. I'm glad read. you liked it. Um, yeah. Hey, it is February, <laughs> and uh, we have got some new listener rewards for the month. You could um, win a chance to host a private movie screening at AMC Theaters. Uh, all sorts of things. So see everything in the app at mytalk1071.com. We'll be right back.